enemies call me no more. I need to know if Wakanda is an ally or an enemy. I am queen of the most powerful nation, and my entire family is gone. He's coming for the surface world. It's one of the most anticipated blockbuster movies of the year movie that potentially is going to push us back into mcu fandom instead of mcu fatigue or is it uh, we're talking black panther wakanda forever tonight on the show i'm your host brian gill joined as always by my illustrious co-host kent garrison and richard barden boys how are we doing tonight excellent man if i was any better i'd be you yeah, i would say great. this is the most anticipated of the year not one yeah, is for me yeah it is for me. Top Gen- Gun Maverick Gun. maybe was the yeah. The Top Gun was one. a bigger gap, mm-hmm. so it was more anticipated for me just because yeah. like, you know, it'd been th- forty years or whatever. But mm-hmm. yes, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think those two are the the big uh, qualifiers here. Um, just because is Clerks a, three count because it was yeah, like, it wasn't say, really just for Shane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was there's kinda, not a Mamma Mia limited. this year, right? Is <laughs> on then there's no Mamma Mia then. That's right. That's um, um that's normally takes the cake for my most anticipated. <laughs> um boys, this is uh well let's 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 start here. We we've said over the last uh the last year or two, um we've talked this year alone we've talked about Thor Love and Thunder, which we uh, generally yeah. liked, I think, uh the majority of us. Yeah. We talked about uh Doctor Strange, multiverse, madness of multiverse, multiverse of madness, um, which I did not I did not like. Um, I think I think Kent at least had a little bit of a higher score than me. We've also this year had several MCU TV shows on Disney Plus, um, and we are and we got a massive announcement that we did a news episode on, um, and, and revolving around uh, MCU Phase Five that will culminate in a couple of new Avengers movies in 2025, 2026, something like that. This was the one, though, that like I, I think, like I said, we we generally liked Thor: Love and Thunder, um, but I think we've all acknowledged, and I'll throw to you first, uh, Richard. Yeah. We've kind of acknowledged over the last uh, this last year, like okay, we we maybe have reached the 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 kind of end of what is fair to expect of the listener, or excuse me, of the viewer, and uh, having to retain all of this knowledge and watch seven or eight eight to ten hour tv shows every year in order to know what's going on is 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 probably too much um and i think that the fatigue was really starting to set in for us and we're typically pretty pretty high on these movies overall as after all because we we do get paid quite a bit by disney Mm -hmm. um, to say that we we enjoy these yep um just in um churros though (laughs) right right um rv bad deal Nancy's this is uh 
this was the big one that everybody was looking forward to, including myself, obviously. Does this do anything to um, to kind of stave off that fatigue, or sure. uh, is this more of a hey, it's more of the same, or or is it like a hey, this is a reprieve, but I expect to get back to it at some point? Like, wh- wh- where are you yeah. at with? You can go into general thoughts if you want sure. to, but kind of MCU thoughts maybe as well here. Well, it's it's complicated. You know, the great the great gift that Marvel has, or, or Disney with this, you know, pretty much with maybe two or three exceptions over the course of these 20 something films now and television shows is they have an infrastructure that really protects the floor, you know, the floor and basement or however you want to put it on all of these is pretty high. And so, you know, um, whereas, you know, something like DC or, um, Sony or Fox, certainly Fox is probably the best comparison what they've done with superhero films. Mm hmm. Um, they have hit highs at the level of a good Marvel movie. You know, some of those X-Men movies are really strong and Deadpool and things like that. But then they also have like really, really bad um, X-Men movies, you know? And so the thing that Disney has been able to do is really um, make the worst movie we can possibly make because of our infrastructure and how we think this through and our production value and all that is like a the worst we can do is a C plus, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's kind of where, the, and then, you know, you have all these TV shows. There's, I'm very fatigued by it all. I just think it's a lot to ask of people. It was, yeah. it was annoying to have to do six hours a year of even very good content. Mm-hmm. And now it's literally like 60, you know, right. to follow the A story. It is a week at a job. You have to work an extra week of a job to mm-hmm. right. be Marvel uh, conversant. So all that being said, I, I, you know, this, this and Thor are, you know, because of of Ragnarok and the original Black Panther being two of the three to five best mm-hmm. Marvel films, um, you know it sets, and then that being the only Black Panther so far, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously Thor, you know, come the the Taika piece made that took that to a new level. Okay, so Love and Thunder comes out, and it's I think perfectly fine, quite good. It is a little disappointing because it doesn't get to the level of the previous film. Seemed a little slapdash etc um we talked about that in that episode mm-hmm. so and then this one you i was very excited for but also you know a lot of it too very sadly was kind of curiosity how because sure. they've they've lost their lead actor and mm-hmm. not to bury the lead here and so like how do we you know how are they going to there was some mystery around this one all mm-hmm. of that so mm-hmm. okay so all that coming in all that thought coming in and how i experienced it, it's a very confusing movie to review because it's it's quite well made um, it's certainly not bad in any way, but it's like, I thought it was very, which I don't expect from Coogler, kind of safe. Mm. A lot of the choices they made, and, and they may be, because it's such an almost unfair set of circumstances to have to make this, um, but they chose to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Um, You expect that they'd have some idea that I couldn't even think of to continue it, and it was kind of... It's all very good, but I kind of walked out of it a little disappointed just because it all seemed a little on the nose, like how how you would carry it forward. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there was nothing, all of these two, I keep waiting for a little more glimpses to what the macro story is going to be, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. overall. And this didn't really fully bring me a whole lot of new intel on that. And I get it. They have a lot of things to cover here. Again, you know, we've got to tell this narrative of, why this Black Panther is 
no longer with us in, in the film, you know, and who's mm-hmm. going to take up this mantle and how this world is going to continue. I, I get that. It's an insular story, but, you know, I, I want to start seeing the puzzles start coming together across this phase. Mm-hmm. I always think that's really cool. That's a, It's almost like television. You have all these micro episodes and then you see how the story comes along across on a season and this didn't really deliver that to me. So, I don't know. I, I, I probably get crap from like people that will say I'm in the pocket for Marvel or whatever, which is always the funniest when they say it about me because I, I don't even know. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we don't even uh, give you your checks. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I, I was a little, I came out of this disappointed, but I don't necessarily know if that's fair to the film. That, that would be okay. if I, that's how I would sum it up. I don't know. I'm very confused by it, but I uh, can't. What about you? Yeah, I had similar thoughts uh, in terms of how I felt coming out of it. And I had certainly a similar uh, feeling of predictability that you had, Richard. Like if I had right. guessed on the show beforehand what this movie was going to be, if we had all placed bets on how this was going to play out, I think most of us probably would have been pretty on the nose with how it how it played out. Right. Not to say that that's a bad thing, but... You certainly expect Marvel to take more risks in the story, I feel like, a lot of times. Maybe that's out of respect to Chadwick. Like, this isn't the movie to take risks. This is the movie to to do a basic movie, and this is kind of the the passing of the torch movie, and, and we can worry about Marvel stuff later. But also, what I love about Black Panther, the first one in this whole series, is it feels essentially separate from Marvel. Mm-hmm. It, it, this could be its own trilogy, its own yeah. s- sci-fi universe of Wakanda and uh, its people and, and its mythos, and mm-hmm. it didn't have to connect at all to the MCU or Nick Fury or any of that that stuff. Really, uh, mm-hmm. it, they make it in this. Uh, you know, the, I think the most uh, obvious connection is the vibranium aspect and how that is the main focus of the story, the MacGuffin of the story, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, that's an MCU thing because we know that's an MCU thing. But Mm -hmm. I think it's really kind of self-contained, which I enjoy about it. And uh, I didn't feel left out not having watched a couple of the most recent Marvel TV shows by watching this one. So that was good. Like, I, my only frame of reference going in was Black Panther. (laughs) So I felt uh, that it continued pretty much where that one left off. I mean, you got to kind of know MCU mythos in terms of uh, in-game and and some events there and all that kind of stuff helps, but it didn't take me out of it um, not being up to speed in 2022 on on the Disney Plus side of things. So that's always a good thing, the the fact that um, it it is self-contained. This movie was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, for as you know, maybe disappointed we are in the story or, or how people feel like, I don't think anyone can deny this movie was beautiful. Like you just freeze frame every frame of this thing. It's like, Oh man, that's half the reason the trailer was so impactful, right? It's just like, God, look at this thing. And you set that, that music to it. It has all, all the right elements. I love the way Coogler shoots movies. Yeah. I thought this movie had a different quality of quality than some of the, most of the other MCU films. Mm-hmm. And so that was nice. It didn't feel a little off the shelf when it came to the directorial side of things. It had some flair to it. It had some artistic uh, credibility to it, which I felt. 
had, this had some really strong performances. I think this is more of a performances-driven movie, more of a, mm-hmm. I hate to use the word soap opera, but this that's, I feel like m- that's more what this is. It's more Game of Thrones than it is Captain America is the, mm. the, the Black Panther side and the way Wakanda is kind of plays out with the succession and all of that kind of stuff. So if you have that mindset, I think, this kind of lives up to some, to those expectations for me, at least. I thought it had some really strong performances. Uh, we can get to those now or whenever you want, Brian. But sure. yeah. the only thing I was disappointed in it was, was the predictability. Like, okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, cool, all right. Same. You know, like I didn't leave, be like, oh man. Not only did they nail it, but they took it like mm-hmm. to two eleven, and I was my mind was like it kind of just played out as you would have. Yeah, as the fans would have wanted it to, and not, not necessarily a bad thing, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes yeah. my mind is blown when I leave right. Marvel movies, and it wasn't uh, blown at the end of this one. Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. I, you know, Black Panther is probably if it's not my my favorite of these uh, these movies, it's you know top two or three. Uh, I think. A, I think it's a really good movie and it's a blast and it's so well done and and the two leads are incredible and the structure is great and all this. But also it helps that like my son loved Black Panther so much that like for a year after we saw this movie, we would like drop him off at school and he would like give us a Wakanda forever, you know, when he left. He just, he was He's just obsessed. a big Dez fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Threw yeah. up the X. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, so I mean that that's that certainly plays a little bit into this, but um, but I do think it's just it is a a borderline perfect movie in terms of of superhero movies, um, or comic whatever. And the, again, the two leads are so good, and that's a big part of it. Um, I I would not say that I'm disappointed by this so much as, but I do totally agree with you guys that the 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 plotting is far and away the the weakest element or the most bland part of this whole thing and as i was watching it i kind of got to a place where i was like and maybe i'm looking for excuses to love the movie um and that's fine i'm I'm willing to to be that person um at a certain point it just kind of felt to me like hey this is kind of a placeholder movie because clear obviously this is not what they were intending to do with this second movie and it's, you know, it's through the tragic circumstances with Chadwick Boseman dying and, and all this, that this is what we are, this is where we're at. And so it, I don't know, it gave me a little bit of grace with the plotting because it was a, I think you're both totally right. There was not a lot of chances taken with this thing and it is, it is uh, played very safe. Um, And also though, you know, this is, this is not what I wanted to do. And so it, that may not be a, I don't know if that's fair grace to give it or not, but it, that's how I felt most of the time watching it. And be, and also though, because and the, for me, at least the reason I can do that is because the performances are really good. It looks incredible. Like you mentioned, Kent. Um, I think that the introduction of like Namor was fun. There's some, some really good stuff in here. Um, that lets me say, all right, yeah, the plotting is not so good or, or just is bland. Um, but we're, I, I can, I can be okay with where I'm at and have all, and at times too, like almost have like a cathartic experience with it too. Like this is a, this is a movie that is very much about like grief and 
um, and emotional. Mm-hmm. And I love, I, you know, you guys know I like emotions in a movie. I, I, I'm good with, <laughs> with crying in a movie or, or all movies or, or whatever else. And so there's, uh, there's probably some of that to it, um, as well. But, uh, let's get into, let's get into some of the specifics. Kent, I'll go to you first. You go wherever you want to go with this one. Let's, let's start us off with, uh, with some of the highs. Uh, we've, we've hit, I think the big low is the plots, but if there's anything else that comes plotting that anything else that comes up, you know, let's get it to it. Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys just in terms of kind of how it starts with, uh, let's get to spoilers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Spoilers. Yeah. Here spoilers. Biggest movie of the, the, Spoilers uh, for Black Panther or Wakanda Forever uh-huh. right now are coming up. There are going to be spoilers, so you need to turn it off if you haven't watched the movie. Uh, the fact that they do the funeral scene, they kind of open the movie with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen them play in that area before in the MCU, opening on a somber note, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering if the story would have been served better if that would have been saved because if do, do you feel like a lot of people were coming to see the, see that or see how they were going to do that and to to do it in the first 2 minutes um was both a good decision with cuz i thought they played it it was a great mm-hmm. scene um the way they did the marvel logo with all of the chadwick uh, bozeman photos you know like the marvel studios logo was was great i you know i thought that was nice but i'm wondering if like uh you know maybe before the third act is when you have that moment and it's this big big thing instead we have another funeral in in that moment right i think they kind of play you know what i'm saying like they yeah. had to have a moment like that in this movie so like well let's kill somebody else and then that's kind right. of a, what I, I, I mean i think i don't know to me i would say the answer maybe it's like is... leading up to t'challa's funeral and there's a mm-hmm. bit you know everybody's in mourning and it kind of leads to that moment I, I don't know maybe they could have worked it that way i'm just wondering how how different i would have felt if they had played it maybe the exact same scene but like later in the movie you know like shot the same way and all that i don't have an issue with that but uh only issue i have and i'm wondering brian if you have the answer to this mm-hmm. why did it go up in a ufo I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming they shoot the casket off into the ocean or into space or something. Did you not watch UFO Wars, the animated (laughs) series on Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah. there's 15. Just waiting for Rocker Raccoon to be like, "We got him, boys." Yeah, we're good. (laughs) You know. No, no, Kent. I think the answer to that question is like, from a narrative standpoint, sure, it probably make it could definitely make more sense to hold that for later. I think that from on two twofold, I think from an emotional standpoint, I think you need to, I think you need to put that right up front because this is a thing that we all going in to see this movie, probably 90% of the audience knows that Chadwick Boseman died a couple of years ago. And so you've got, I think you've got to let the audience off the hook a little bit and sort of, um, for lack of better term, sort of bury that right off the bat. So that you're not waiting and waiting and waiting and or saying, hey, wh- what's the deal? How are they going to explain this? Like what you're if Fast like, 7 boom. opened with, it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, the, but I mean, also, that's what I'm saying. It's different, think, different ways for different people. I mean. Right. I think they had to do that too from a the standpoint of like we, of respecting the, the, the person, like the actual person and his family and all this sort of stuff of like, we're not going to 
use this movie to build to a big dramatic uh, moment with this person's death because he died in real life. And so we're not like, it'd be totally different if, if this, if we were talking about Iron Man here, right? Because Robert Downey Jr. Didn't die. Um, his character did and spoiler alert. And so um, I think it's just or a different he? thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. could be, could be like, at least with Paul Walker, part of the deal was, Hey, this movie's like in production. So that's a different thing than, yeah, that's um, true. Then like he died two years before we went into pre-production on this sort of thing. I just, I think that I, like, I totally see what you're saying. I just think that this is what you have to do to respect the situation and a little bit to respect your audience and just say, we're not going to play well, there's going to be tons of, of emotional play here, including the, the silent uh, credit sequence that you mentioned, Kent, with with the 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 pictures and and videos of 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 Black Panther of Chadwick in that role um, to open the movie, which just immediately was like, okay, cool. I guess I'm just gonna cry a bunch in this. Awesome. Um, and you like that, that every movie. We're though, not gonna but... we're not gonna use it to um to just crush you through the course of that, yeah. or to leave you like, hey, when's it gonna happen? It's just a little bit morbid to be like, hey, when are we gonna find out that? This person died, you know. Um, so I kind of respect it. Even yeah, I respect. I, I respect the hell, hell out of it. Actually, I, I mean, sure. I expect Disney to do the opposite. To be honest, to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, this big emotional swell. At the, you know, mm-hmm. it, right. they do. They can play very somber, and it's very respectful, and mm-hmm. it sets the tone for the movie. I think is is sure. is more the goal there, and I think it does a it does a good job of that. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was nice. I mean, to start it off with Shuri you know, praying to heal him and not being mm-hmm. able to was right. soul crushing too. I mean, it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought it was an appropriate way to, to handle what they, what they were doing. Um, let's get into Shuri. Let's talk about Shuri for a second. Uh, kind of the eh, surprise is not the right word. Uh, but they, they did withhold Disney did withhold who is going to, to take up the black Panther mantle. I think everybody expected that it was going to be Shuri. Um, but they, you know, they hold that back until, until the last third of the movie. Um, Arby, what'd you think about, uh, Letitia Wright in this role? This is a, this is a big transition for her character to -hmm. go from kind of the, the fun, um, I almost said quirky. That's not really the right word, but, uh, just say, what are those? This one though, that's true. That's That's true. Um, yeah, like going from like kind of the fun sidekick to, a very serious main star of the thing is a big difference. It's a big difference for sure. her character. So how, how do we feel? How, how do you feel as she did in, in this role, this new role? She, she did quite well. I mean, she's a, she's a really captivating screen pl- presence. I mean, she really popped. I thought in the first one, mm-hmm. um, in such a, uh, you know, interesting and fun way. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it, again, it's like, well, you come into, of course she'll pick it, you know, she'll be the black Panther, And then, uh, but the, and then it kind of sums up again how we were talking about earlier. Then she is, you go, okay, okay. I that's what I was talking surpri- about. Yeah, I mean, like, that's like if, be- if we had predicted, right. I'd be like, right. I mean, if if we probably talked about it in our Black Panther episode yeah. of like they they need to have a, a bigger role for her because she was clearly the biggest so uh, star of the first one besides Black Panther was was yeah. uh, Shuri. So mm-hmm. I mean, she was she was fantastic. I think it makes sense. I almost thought with how they were setting this up though that it was going to be Nakia or yeah. Lupita. And 
They, well, you know, also, that's what um, I kept wondering the whole time is which which direction they were going to go between those two, mm-hmm. because they did you know midway through the movie it's kind of like oh she kind of you know Nikia kind of comes back into the fold and's like hey yeah I should have been here what's mm-hmm. up guys and she kind of shows her badassness too and so you're like oh she man yeah she uh, the best. Lupita with with the long hair I'm in yeah 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 I'm, I'm in, I'm in on that that needs to, be, needs to be yeah. a thing yeah <laughs> yeah. I think, we're all. Yeah, I think I texted y'all in the movie. So I, yes, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, all, we all love Lupita <laughs> around here. That's she's so good. She's but, so good. uh, yeah, I think, um, Letitia Wright's more of the rising star. Lupita's the star right now, won the Oscars mm-hmm. and all that. I think Letitia Wright, you know, they're betting on, on what she can bring to the folds in the long sure. term. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good bet that she, she was fantastic. And, um, I mean, gosh, she she carried the weight in this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. the scene yeah. where they come in at the beginning and tell her, what do they say? That he's with the guy, he's with his ancestors now or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like, you can tell that she just brought it all back in that moment. And mm-hmm. uh, it's like, whoo, right. it's tough. But she, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought there were moments where I wouldn't say she wasn't up for it, but there, it was... It was a, a lot was asked of her in this movie and it was a difficult, a very difficult thing to do. And there were times where I felt like she did it fine. She did, she got like, she would get a passing grade, you know? And then there were moments where I thought she did great. And, um, I think, I do think some of that is plotting. Like that's it, it, it's reliant. The movie is reliant a lot on her kind of being like a moody teenager. And that's not always the most interesting type of character to watch on screen. Um, but yes, but like in the the more serious, dramatic, emotional moments, I thought she did a great job, and and really that's I think that's that's enough um, for this movie at least. And then we'll you know we'll kind of see we'll kind of see where we're moving uh, moving forward. Um, I was hoping it, it was going to be place. yeah JLD. But. <laughs> Just gonna. I mean, how do you feel about the fact that? You know, when she takes up the crown of of the Black Panther or assumes the role, mm-hmm. I you really feel like T'Challa as Black Panther really like he was going through all those gladiator battles and stuff. Like he, proved, <laughs> like he became the yeah. Black Panther. Like there was no doubt he was the king of that mm-hmm. place or was the Black Panther. She just drank some potion <laughs> and becomes yeah. the Black Panther. Like uh, yeah. I don't know if it has the necessarily the stakes involved that uh t'challa had the first time around but i don't know how far into spoilers we want to get because i want to talk a lot a lot more about this movie but not to say she's gonna be black panther forever so Mm -hmm. yeah um i think that that they drove home that point pretty well um that the the first movie they do they like you know you i think you you have an understanding of of this is Something that, uh, you know, the, the Black Panther moniker and the powers and whatnot gets passed down via the ceremony and all that sort of stuff. This one really did kind of drive home a little bit more to me, at least, the, the kind of the point of this is uh, this or it could be a temporary role for whoever is in this position. And mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, I kind of I kind of dig that. And if if it's Shuri for, for five, five movies or whatever. Okay, great. That's awesome. And if they decide at some point, I know that she's right. Was 
maybe had some some of it was she had an injury but also there was some other stuff that happened on set that maybe wasn't the best so like maybe they move on from her at some point they i think they did a good job of laying the groundwork here for if that becomes something that we're going to do moving forward and then obviously the 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 post credit scene like really hits that home i think of you know hey <laughs> there's a there's a new black panther in waiting essentially um somewhere down the line when when this kid uh gets old yeah i i like that i thought that was a a smart way a smart way to play that you can't really replace chadwick boseman he was just an incredible actor and had true like genuine gravitas on screen and charisma and all this sort of stuff and um it it honestly it may it may take some um it may take kind of a by committee to get this done long term but it anyway i it was it was very good i thought for for this time around and it like i said laid the groundwork for for future moves if they need to go that route um we're, we're talking about acting so let, let's let's do a couple more like performance stuff and then we can go wherever else you guys want to go um i think there's a decent chance there's at least enough buzz brewing this is late enough in the year I think there's a decent chance that Angela Bassett is going to get the first Oscar nomination. I was going to ask um, you that. Um, yeah. She was yeah. phenomenal. She's so my God. She awesome. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, there are times I lo- look, I love all these Marvel movies. I have such a fun time with them pretty much always, even when even with fatigue, even with uh, the, you know, seventh Captain America movie or, or whatever else. Um and there, I think there are really good performances throughout, and a lot of these people that are involved in this are are very, very, very good actors. There are very few performances, I think, where you're just like, "Holy crap, that is, we are acting now." You she know, was at the, the UN or whatever. Series. I was like, yeah, "Man, yeah, let's she elect was. her right now." <laughs> She's so great, man. She's so great. She's always been great. It's fun to see, like. Uh, maybe a new generation like discovering. Oh, Angela Bassett's like a just a total BA. Like she's an incredible actress. So um, I loved her performance, and I, I'm glad that Coogler and team I think made a real point of emphasis to be like we need to get her the 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 Oscar lines. We need to get her some moments. We need to show like this is like this is a true actor and a true performer here. And uh, I thought, man, she she just absolutely crushed that stuff. That was disappointing that she didn't make it. Yeah, but it probably adds to the like the legacy of that character too. The way she dies and and mm-hmm. the the moments that she has leading up to that are are really impactful and powerful from a both a narrative standpoint and you know it maybe is a like a byproduct is the the Oscar stuff too the awards um, that that potentially are coming. I don't know. Arby, where do you? Say, I know we don't we don't do like a whole lot of Oscar talk through the course of the year because it's it's kind of a fool's errand because there's four million films that are going to come out next week that will uh, right. change the course of everything. But I don't know. What, it, it, right now, I would say that was that was uh, one of yeah. the the certainly top worthy five supporting actors performances yeah. I've seen. Yeah, definitely worthy. So we'll see as things come. And some years that that category is super loaded, and some years because of the parts mm-hmm. that are given out are. Yeah. Or it's it's pretty barren, so it just kind of depends. But she's certainly a worthy nominee, and and, and most years a, a worthy winner. And she's fa- fabulous. It would be sure. cool. It would be cool for. Um, there's been some really fun performances across. These are certainly not mm-hmm. a great actor's medium, but there have been a lot of uh, 
Robin Forms, it would be it would be cool to see them recognized at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't think I do, this as a yeah. movie will get the play that the first one did in terms of best no, picture so, and all yeah. that. Technical awards, maybe. Yeah. It'll get some technical one, and, and it should get this. Yes. Yes. Supporting I, actress. I think really the only one that at least comes to mind as far as maybe you could make a case deserved maybe it was RDJ in in uh the last one um in game mm-hmm. he's pretty great in that but 2019 was a freaking great movie year and so i think that's that was part of it maybe michael b jordan in the in the first black panther that that was maybe a- RDJ in the first iron man too Looking yeah, back, it's like man, yeah, that I think was that was that was too early. No, yeah. the, no, no comic book movies getting um, getting that kind of buzz at that point. But uh, yeah, this is. The but first if Johnny one Depp gets me. nominated as freaking Jack Sparrow, I know. How does he not get a Tony Stark? Like it's so it's strange. He's not. He's not. He has n- not enough scarves. <laughs> yeah, that's they the key. Really, that's the key. Um, a few more scarves, so I, Robert. <laughs> let's talk about Namor. Uh, Tanaka Huerta, excuse me. I always do that you thing. I do that with like Kevin Huerta as well. Uh, well, you kind have pronunciation of, dyslexia, man. I do. Yeah, it's time. Don't be silent. You can't judge me for this. Yeah, it's this it's is not a, you. Right. It's my parents. You know, it's yeah. the genes. Um, there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, go to you first, Kent. This this is a. A lot of the movie hinges on 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 Namor. Mm-hmm. People were very people who read comic books, uh, a bunch of dorks, excuse me, um, that read comic books were really excited about Namor. He's a cool character. Coop was really excited about Namor. Thought he looked awesome. The winged boots and everything was pretty pretty sweet. A um, lot hinges on him, and he's he's he has like a lot of acting credits. But even in the closing credits for this thing, they 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 went with and introducing this person so this is sort of a a launching point for him onto the the stage so what did you uh what did you think of of his performance Kent? i like the performance i thought the cg was lacking with that yeah. uh the entire what are they called the um blue alien avatar type yes, way of water people Atlantean it's all Disney. Maybe? Can't they go it's use that really... set, maybe? Tolkien's, Tolkien's, Tolkien's. Yeah, gosh. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. That I, I thought the effects were kind of lacking uh, in in that whole department, but I thought he was a cool character. I'm glad they kept him around, mm-hmm. and uh, sure, he spares him at the end. I thought that was a good moment yeah. of grace and honor James, and all that kind of stuff. Fit the is James fit the Cameron going to run out his water set like Ed Harris <laughs> does his um, control room. Yeah, for yeah, things that, that would be, be a good way to help make the rent. We'll um, see how know. much of a difference uh, doing it the Marvel way does, which is I guarantee you none of this was underwater. Yeah, versus James Cameron made people hold their breath for like eight minutes at a time <laughs> and almost killed people. We'll see how much of a difference it makes. Like, man, if that hadn't really been underwater. I don't think that would have been a good movie. We'll see. Yeah, I heard Kate Winslet like set the record for real. She had yeah. like for her yeah. part in this. Uh, in mayor um, of east town yeah 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 well they did put a little hoop brian on the like a little pool hoop it was bat- water basketball yeah yeah and so when she, she comes up she's just firing off yeah. threes yeah mm-hmm. right do you hear my idea oh yeah go ahead tell us <laughs> <laughs> okay um <laughs> yeah I, I mean i i thought the uh line of like 
they look like Wakandans, but they're blue was kind of kind of lame. But, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it was. I don't know. How, I like the masks things that they had. Where yeah, that was cool. To keep him underwater, mm-hmm. it was kind of mm-hmm. very simple. I hated the strategy of let's just dry this guy out to kill him, though. That that was <laughs> kind of weird. I I kind of I agree with you, but I did think it was fun. It, it made it more interesting when they uh, sucked the sucked the water out of the air like that. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a cool. Oh, okay, that's a nice little t- add addition to to this kind of concept. Um, yeah, I I worry with Avatar. And it plays into this, obviously, or wouldn't bring it up, but like, I think that maybe people um, underwater look stupid and that that's a really hard thing to pull off on the big screen for a long period of time. And that maybe we're going to really super discover that in, in Avatar that it's like water scapes are incredible and, and ocean life and coral mm-hmm. and all this stuff looks awesome. And then you put a person in there, and it's, I don't know. There's something in my brain that's like, that's dumb. That doesn't look right at all. It's a something about know, the scale or something. Yeah, yeah it just doesn't quite yeah, work. Yeah, seems it's hard to tell your brain that you're not looking at CGI to me, for me at least. And that's that's not usually the case uh, with a person like set against a jungle landscape or or something like that. So I think it so you're be, pro drowning. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, just let it just. So let him drown. The sweet release of of death. Yeah, uh-huh. um, got it. I liked the history stuff too. It was interesting the way that they that they incorporated um, the the culture and the settings and whatnot into these these peoples and their um, their underwater culture and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool and that obviously very respectful and representative and all that kind of stuff. But also just it was a cool aspect of. Uh, of the plotting and mm-hmm. uh, and the characters and stuff, um, so that was a plus for me. Um, let's see what else here. Okay, I got my plotting. We said kind of not the best at times, or at least at least a little bit bland. Um, Ironheart was a, a bit of a disappointment to me. It she she felt she put she felt relatively shoehorned into this thing as compared to much of the rest of the characters and the plotting that's that's going on here. It felt it felt a bit MacGuffin-y to me. What do you think, Arby? Yeah, agreed. There was there there was some contrivances here and you know it's hard to it's hard to uh hard to fault because I can't think of a better way to do it. And I'm not a screenwriter, mm-hmm. but yeah. It felt everything felt very um convenient for sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah I uh, I agree, especially the fact that we have an Ironheart movie announced. Mm-hmm. It's not like this character kind of shows up and then, oh, people like it. Now let's announce a movie. It's I think they felt like we can't do a two-hour movie and expect people to go pay opening weekend without knowing this character. Yeah. And we don't want to do a Disney Plus series. So the only other option is put her in one of these other movies at some point and introduce her to people so that they are like, Oh yeah, Ironheart. I, I remember that. And, uh, let's go see that opening weekend. So that's so important. They don't really have time to build mythos anymore. <laughs> they gotta, mm-hmm. they gotta be successful the first time around. So, yeah. sure. uh, I thought it was kind of awesome. Like I loved the, okay. because like, I'm such a sucker for Iron Man and those effects and the way they did that and the suits flying I want that in the MCU somehow, some way. So if this is the way we get it, fine. I'm good with it. I thought the suits look sweet. 
The when, when when she builds the first suit and like the cops bust in there, they go, "Oh crap, she's got an Iron Man suit." Mm-hmm. That was pretty mm-hmm. awesome. I'm not gonna lie. You okay. just think like, what if some smart person out there and the you know the Mickey Rourke person out there just builds one? Yeah, what's stopping yeah. that? I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So right, I liked I liked her. I think I will like her movie. Um, and I do understand what you're right. Can't part of it is we got to set up this. It's the wrong movie for that. I mean, like I, yeah, it felt like, why, why is this well, in this movie? Even I and, was and thinking the, that. Yeah. I think the other thing that she's doing is, is she sort of serves as the Shuri now that we're transitioning Shuri to a, a, a totally different kind of, of role. And, and I think I get that. I understand why we, you know, we make that decision and we move that way. And I think she was pretty good. I just, is it it just often felt like when I'm watching her on screen, I'm like, but but Lupita's right over there. Like we could do that. Or Okoye is right over here. We could get her in here or Ramonda or whatever mm-hmm. else. Like we I we already have these or not even to mention Mbaku, Mbaku who's who's I mean, Winston Duke is so good. Um and so when you have all these all these actors who are bringing a lot of heat in their role and just, just, I think are great actors. It's not a, nothing against her at all. It just like, for me, my brain was like, cool, but like, let's get back to these five characters that I already really care about and think are great on screen. So it's one of, to me, it was like, I, I totally understand why we're doing this. It's not my favorite part of, of this whole thing. And I thought her suit at the end was kind of, kind of blah. Wasn't, wasn't into, I liked the, the, homemade one a lot more than I liked the one at the end. It just, it was like two polished uh, thousand Iron Man suits to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how, how does she have the, have this capability? It's like good mm-hmm. grief. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was a, I wouldn't even say it was a low point of the movie, just so much as it was like, it was lesser than, than the rest that I really did care about and wanted, wanted more of. Um, yeah, that's that's a okay. That's a good spot to be at. I think at least as far as the the performance goes. Um, what else jumps out, Arby? Anything? Anything come to mind? Anything that you wanna you wanna get in here? I this you're right. Sorry, you're right. Can't this is a performance heavy movie as compared to a lot of other uh, Marvel movies? So I think that has to take two and a half uh, hours. I mean, there's a lot of talking yeah. in this movie. It is. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of scene shifting, which I don't love. Um, that's the same criticism I have of like uh civil war. It just, it, it feels like um, there's a scene shift every, every 45 seconds. We've got to jump across the world and stuff. Don't, I don't always love that. Um, there's a lot of that here. It, I, to me, it just always makes things feel a little bit clunky when you're, when you're going that route. It feels like you're, you're trying to, you know, sort of shoehorn in a lot of extra stuff that not even that it doesn't matter, but it's just like, there's a lot that's going on here and you, you don't get any opportunities really to breathe, even though this is a performance heavy movie and it does have a lot of like talky portions. It's, it's very talky when it's talky and it's very scene shifty when it's scene shifty, I guess. And sometimes those two things don't always, uh, super blend all that well together. But, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Performance heavy, emotions heavy. We'll get into that just in a second. But any anything before we before we talk about the uh, the heavy emotions with the the death sequence with the um, the Chadwick Boseman stuff, the Black Panther stuff, and then the and then we'll I'm sure we'll spend a minute or two on the end credit scene. Anything else that that needs to be uh, pointed out, good or bad here? Richard first, Kent second. Yeah, I mean, I made the JLD joke earlier, but that that kind of 
B story as that builds towards Thunderbolts or whatever is kind of interesting as you she starts mm-hmm. assembling those antiheroes mm-hmm. and all that. So that was kind of interesting, sure. but okay, yeah, in a macro sense. But I don't know if you guys had more thoughts on that. Uh, Thunderbolts, I'm pumped for Harrison Ford, maybe as much as anything. It's just going to be interesting to see him in this new big blockbuster. Isn't Helen Mirren in that too or something? Um, no, I think that's the, I I could be wrong. I I don't think so. I think that they're doing a Yellowstone show together, those two, but, uh, Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Taylor Sheridan. The, um, thing that stuck out to me, I I actually thought the opposite. I thought JLD was kind of shoehorned in in this one. I love her, but, uh, I don't know, save her for other, other prod, other properties, especially like this Mm. is, this is the Chadwick movie. Let's, let's remember that at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Sure. A, I thought it was funny. One of the funniest Red Hot Chili Peppers jokes in cinema history in this one where the scene transitions and we get the needle drop of... And I'm like, oh man, I hate this needle drop. And then it just cuts to Martin Freeman listening to it on his headphones jogging. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. this white dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good <laughs> bit. Good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was strong. And also strong the montage of Shuri assembling the new suit or like mm-hmm. making it. Mm-hmm. I I, was, I just wanted it to be like running down a dream or Van Halen right now or something. <laughs> Don't want to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> we might have to edit that together for our Instagram yeah, or something. But like yeah. that would have been if that's that <laughs> scene was cut the exact same way for for something like yeah. for cheesy, cheesy assemble montage. Uh, mm. But yeah, that was, um, that was good. Other than that. Yeah. Some yeah. Really, really strong. I do think that sequence of her sort of building the, 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 the heart shape herb, the, whatever the, the, the <laughs> like DNA sequence of it. I think that's a great example of how this movie did emotions really well because yes, we're acknowledging this is very predictable in many ways and the plotting is, is pretty bland and, and, uh, and standard and whatnot. Um, but that whole sequence as she's trying to work this thing out and it keeps the, the it keeps, you know, not working, you keep getting it turning red and all this. Um, when it hit, when she gets it right, when it turns green, uh, like I, I felt like half my theater was like, oh, like, oh, okay. Like we were all like, kind of like, okay, let's do this. Let's get this going. It's like, mm-hmm. it, anyway, it was, it to me, it was like kind of a microcosm of how Marvel Disney does this right of, you know, where we are going, you know, what's going to happen here, but we're still going to figure out a way to, to make the majority of you like have a reaction to this thing that you have known is going to happen for an hour or two hours or or whatever. It did a very good job with that. And it's sort of like a relief moment, I think, for um for like some stress that I didn't know that I was carrying through the course of, of these yeah. two hours. Um I thought that was great. I thought it was really really well done. Um all right, what do we I will confess, I and maybe I'm an idiot. Um I was very surprised by the the uh the end credit scene. And then I was like, I should have seen that coming probably, but I did not see it coming. So RB, what, uh, what do you think about the sequence? We find out T'Challa has a kid. Um, and that isn't, he is now uh, eventually will be the, the, the king of, of Wakanda. But wh- where do we stand? How, did that work for you? Did it surprise you or were you, am I stupid? 
No, you're not stupid. I, it was certainly, I don't know if it actually surprised me, but it just seemed a little, again, kind of convenient. Like, well, okay, now he has a okay. kid or that there was no mm-hmm. way that was planned. And it didn't seem like that storyline was remotely in the works before, sadly, sure. Chadwick passed away. I don't know. So okay. um, that it just seemed a little uh, abracadabra-y to me. But it was, so, yeah, not, I did not see, like, I did not go, and now he's going to have a son or anything like that. But what about okay. you, Kent? Yeah, maybe they set it up. I don't know. It depends on how quickly they get there, I think. Uh, you know, if it takes a while for him to become uh, Black Panther, I think it mm-hmm. it might work. But if they the next movie he becomes, I don't know, maybe it, it's very mm-hmm. quick. Uh, yeah, it didn't necessarily surprise me. Okay. But I wouldn't say it offended me either. Because I think this movie just needs to establish the fact that Black Panther can be somebody else besides... Mm-hmm. T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. So, okay, maybe it's a short reign for Shuri, Princess Shuri, or as mm-hmm. in this role. And but maybe it's a long one. Maybe she's in this until the next Avengers or past the next Avengers. I don't know. But at least they've sure. set up that this could go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's to appease fanboys or what it is, but um, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. I dug it. I, I it I it got an audible gasp for me. So I'm I was fully into the kind of the emotions of the whole thing. Obviously, at that point, um, sure. that aspect really worked for me. I how did uh how did, did Cooper like it? This movie, man, he was super into it. He he had a blast. He he was just. I mean, I think this was probably the movie he's been looking forward to the most. Um, and I think it. I think besides it Tar. <laughs> yeah, he does love Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Um, because who doesn't? Um, More of a Todd uh, Fields guy, I thought. He's like, he hasn't made anything. <laughs> yeah. <so. It's> just <laughs> little, <laughs> just <laughs> pulling up 35 millimeters. Quit writing uh, symphonies, Cooper. Gosh. <laughs> Get outside. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, he loved it. He was, he was, uh, it's fun going to the movies. With, I've, I mean, I've been taking him to the movies since he was less than two. And um and refusing to le- to leave when he cried. Obviously, I want to make sure everybody has a terrible Good. experience. Yep. Um, just gotta let everybody know because I'm the parent. You know, the world yeah. revolves around me. Um, no, I I've been taking him to the movies since he was two, and he's he's nine now, and it's it is a lot of fun to kind of see. Now he's at an age where he's starting to to like he he starts to get the rhythms of this right like you when you've seen enough sure. of these movies you know the rhythm you know some of this stuff is coming but he still is young enough to where he's genuinely surprised by stuff that that's not really a surprise and he gets super excited about it. it's just i don't know it's awesome i know like like my nephew went to see this with us and this is the first time that he's ever been to a movie theater like he just he's not a movie kid the way that that coop is um and he had a great time too, but it's, it's just, it, I don't know. It's a cool thing to be able to, to share this with my kid and, and be able to have these, these kind of experiences with him and, and now to kind of see him pick up on some of this stuff. It's fun. It's, it's, it's a really good time. He had a blast with it. Yeah. It was a lot of, it's, it, something would happen and he would like turn and look at me and like, you know, hit my, like, hit my <gasps> shoulder and be like, oh my what? Yeah. It was really cool. It was, it was a fun time. So they went there, dad. Yeah, that's fun. Really did that, so it was a good time. Good time for all. Um, okay, it, anything else that we need to touch on before we grade this and 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 get out of here? No, I think 
I think it lived up to expectations, but um, sometimes I expect Marvel or sometimes Marvel exceeds expectations. Mm -hmm. And uh, this isn't like an exceeding expectations uh, case, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Expectations okay. being met is is great. If my expectations sure. are met in life, then I'll be just fine. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's grade this. Richard, what are you giving Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? I'm gonna give it a solid B. Okay. All right. How about you, Kento? Yeah, I'm a little higher on it than that. It's because I love this. This. Uh, Wakanda. Um, mm -hmm. so let me go kind of like 91. So I'll go A minus. Probably okay. somewhere around there. What about you, Brian? Yeah, I'm with you. I love Wakanda. I think this world is so much more interesting than a lot of the, the, the realms within this, this MCU stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's great. And I thought... I think this has five or six just really genuinely great performances, which is is not something that you you typically see um, in in a superhero movie. Uh, and so I dig that, and I think I think they did a good job of I think they did a great job of paying tribute to Chadwick and and moving this this franchise forward in a in a heartwarming, respectful way. Um, and I'm really interested to see where it goes from here. I'll give it. I'm straight A for me. Can't believe you didn't get an A from you, Richard, just because of Rihanna. I know oh, that's true. That's true. I know. Like you, you're leaving the theater. It's like up oh, automatic letter grade up right as the end. I had it at a B. I had it a B, and then I heard Rihanna. So <laughs> you saved it. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's uh, that is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. We will see where this shakes out at the end of the year in terms of box office, as well as uh, you know, if it get a little bit of awards play. Uh, hopefully, Angela Bassett hears her name called them on nomination day for, for all this stuff, at least. Uh, yeah, I think, I think satisfying, uh, and, and fit, you know, a, a, at least a, uh, not, not overly disappointing. Although I wish the plotting had been a little bit better, but, uh, good, good times. Most of the, for, uh, for the most part, before we get out of here, let's do a quick weekly. Weekly recommends Richard. What do you got for us this week, my friend? Yeah, I've got a book actually on topic on movies. Uh, the Tarantino book, Cinema Speculation. Okay. Which nice. is just a little bit of memoir, a lot of essays on film, um, especially kind of 70s golden era stuff. There's a really good one, Brian. I saw you posted the thing today about the new Bullet remake. There's a really good essay about mm -hmm. Bullet in there. Oh, um, and uh, Stephen Queen and all that. So, yeah, it's cool. So it's, it's actually a lot more muted and a little more... It's not as Tarantino-y as you would think, so um, in a good okay. way. So it's pretty, um, pretty cool. The first, the first part of it is much more kind of his memoir of watching movies, but then so that's pretty Tarantino-y. Mm. Uh, but then once he kind of goes into, you know, breaking down each each chapter of the film, and then kind of a just an essay around what that what it means. Um, and some aren't just about film; some are about certain critics he likes, certain. You know, movements and film, things like that. So it's, mm -hmm. it's it's if you're a movie lover, yeah, I assume you are. If you like this show, um, I would mm -hmm. I would recommend it. Cinema speculation. Richard, you're the salesman. We got to get Tarantino on the pod. Apparently, he loves movie podcasts and he listens. He said he he said quote I listen to all of them. So Quentin, if you're listening, <laughs> come on the yeah. pod. Let's talk about come the on book, the show, man. 
Maybe he's heard uh, one of our reviews of his movies. <laughs> in which case, I'm I don't know if I should we should get him on. I don't know if he's he's loved what we said over over the course of a. Uh, I don't know. We've liked his movies. Yeah, he's probably he probably agrees with us. You know, right, right. <laughs> That's good. I need to get that. Uh, I want to get the uh, physical book though because the cover and stuff is great. I want to yeah. want to have that one on the shelf. So I need to I need to order it. Nice, very nice. Kent, what about you? What's your weekly recommend? Yeah, uh, I'm going to recommend Documentary Now, season four Mm. is out. My gosh, guys. The best, my favorite, maybe my favorite show ever. Curb is still out. So Curb keeps stopping it. But like current comedy, Documentary Now is is the most, definitely the most Richard Bryan and Kent show that's (laughs) out right now. They do this bit at the beginning. It's it's a it's a parody of basically the um, like the Coppola documentary. On, I don't know if that's what it's parodying, but it's like the one on Heart of Darkness. You know, the one he yeah. he shoots Apocalypse Now, and it's like <laughs> terrible. Well, this one is like you know treacherous conditions. It's this director. It's trying to do his life's work, but they're shooting a sitcom. In the middle of like, yeah. in the middle of the <laughs> wilderness, they have like a sitcom set out in the middle of the wilderness. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, check it out. Uh, I mean, Armisen Hater are the are the goats, and a lot of are Seth Meyers written this one. Um, they, they do yes. anything in it. Uh, the first though, it? the the one I'm talking about is was written by Mulaney, okay. and um, so yeah. This one's got uh, Kate Kate Blanchett's back for this one too. This. Um, That's why she's the goat. The one in the last season on Modern Art, what was it? Waiting for the yeah. Artist. Yeah. Just, I don't know if I laughed that hard in a long time. It was that was was so so good. But documentary now, season four or season fifty three, I should say. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Helen great. Mirren's the most American treasure for for doing She's that. So great. I know. Every she year, so great. she just Richard. I got spends three hours doing those intros every year. Yeah. She's the best. Seems like a genuinely great hang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's. She you would rank like very near the top five of of people I'd want to hang with, like in yeah. the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. She should come on the show. Forget Tarantino. Yeah, Sorry. I'd way rather. Yeah. Sorry, QT. Well, yeah, we know she'd rather. She would, rather she would never listen to this show. She's way better than that. QT, I don't know. Not a lot going on besides movies and that guy's life. Oh, goodness. Oh, man, she rules. Okay, uh, my weekly recommend, uh, an album that came out a few weeks ago, and I love it, and it's super poppy and great, and it is Carly Rae Jepsen's The Loneliest Time. I love this album so much. It's super fun and is just exactly what I want from Carly Rae Jepsen, and, uh, and she just continues to just Put out pop bangers left and right, and uh, I love her so very good. If you guys listen to this, is this in your no, wheelhouse? I, I will. I like her. I, I have. I I thought the production on it was was great. great. Uh, it yeah. sounded really good. Um, mm-hmm. I love I love uh, Carly's. Yeah, it's 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 funny because "Call Me Maybe" was such a big song, mm-hmm. and she's been able to carve out such a really cool niche yes. career like she's yes. like not doing arenas or stadiums but she's still making great <laughs> records and has a mm-hmm. ton of fans so it's pretty yeah. awesome yeah she's she's great the title track for that has is uh her and and uh rufus Rainwright, wainwright excuse me mm-hmm. my and boy it, 
it rules. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And it's all over TikTok too. Sometimes those TikTok songs, you know, you're like, okay, I've had enough mm-hmm. of this. Not not so much with this one. So good. It's really good. Love it. Love it. It's been a good uh it's been a good like month ish for for music. Um with that, like that came out same day, I think, as as T Swift's album, which was a rec- recommend yeah. for me a couple weeks ago. Both of those are great. I, I'm digging them. And uh, Noah Kalen's album came out like mm-hmm. right before that. That's been really good. Um, something else came out this week. Nickelback rolling on. Nickelback has rolling on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's them doing. Um, it's the they're entering their Buffett that. phase. So that's going to be sick. <laughs> Gosh. You imagine going to their version of, yeah. <laughs> of Margaritaville. Oh, goodness gracious. Parrothead, unwind, or, relax. Unwind, relax or whatever. <laughs> Imagine Jack Kroger with a uke. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm interested. Now I'm interested. Him, Eddie Vedder, and uh, <laughs> and they're just on tour together. Oh, Jack man, Johnson and Tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glenn Hansard's in there providing support. It's great. Yeah, it's a great time. Um, oh yeah. man, Tool, Tool ukulele. Now we're talking. Um. That would you just make don't get kids it. Kids, father-in-law, happy. So, all right, friends. This has been a, this has been fun. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard, well, let me let me tell you. There's more where this came from. Somehow, amazingly enough, we have another feed uh, where you can subscribe. You can subscribe at madamamoviespodcast.com/vip. You get an extra episode every week where we do a throwback or a retrospective episode. Um, those are always tons of fun. You get a, you get one of those every single week. Uh, you also get access to our exclusive Discord. You can interact with me and Kent and Richard, but much more importantly, you can interact with other listeners and movie fans from around the world. It's a great, great thing um, that uh, we've been able to carve out over there. People are are uh, having conversations 24 hours a day about all kinds of stuff, and it's a good time. Uh, for So go to madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Sign up for that VIP feed. And, uh, and get those extra stuff. We'll be back next week with, I think next week's probably the Fablemans. So just get to hear me sob for an hour. That'll be fun. Everybody will love that. Uh, in the VIP this week, we have uh, a VIP chosen episode, Treasure Planet, a Disney movie that I had I don't think I had actually ever seen. So we'll get to talk about that. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles coming up next week as well in that VIP feed as we celebrate Thanksgiving. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. We'll see you at the same Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya, your salad is